Hey, teacher friend, it's time for this week's bonus episode where I'm going to be answering a question from a listener who has asked about standards-based grading. Taylor is going to be implementing standards-based grading this year, and she was just wondering what are my go-to resources for standards-based grading? And then as a second question, I know I got this question from somewhere or from someone, but it was how to motivate students while having them do daily assignments and tasks when their grade is going to be a standards-based grade, and so they really won't be getting a grade to the end. I'm going to be answering those questions on today's episode. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. I started my standards-based grading journey back in 2015, and it really started with having an issue with my students where I had, I can remember distinctly, there was this term, I had this class, I had a student who had been absent quite a bit, but then when he was there, he could answer anyone's questions. He was helping them with their 3D modeling and he could answer questions and he was able to complete his drawings and all of that, but then he ended up with a terrible grade in my class for that term. And then on the flip side, there was a kid who came every single day and did all of his assignments and not really well. But if anyone or even myself were to ask him how to do anything, he had no idea how to actually accomplish a task. And at that moment, I realized that how I was doing grading was not it didn't sit well with me. It, it felt unfair that a student who clearly was proficient in my content was getting a bad grade. And I think it ended up even being a failing grade when I calculated it out. And I'm sure I switched the grade because I, with <laughs> how I was feeling, I couldn't really justify in giving him a failing grade when I I witnessed him helping other students and then this other student who really didn't do much and who couldn't prove proficiency in any way, shape or form had jumped through the hoops and had done school well and done my class well and ended up with an A. So that was really what motivated me to find some other way. And I started my standards-based grading journey and quite frankly, it was overwhelming. There were so many different things and there was all of these different rubrics and you use a rubric that has half points and all of this crazy stuff. And granted, it works for some, but it was, it was too much. And especially where I still had multiple preps, I'm thinking, okay, I maybe I could do this for one class, but there's no way I could implement this for all five of my preps. I did a little bit more investigating and stumbled upon this book by Star Saxton called Hacking Assessment. And I got it when it was first published. So shortly thereafter in 2015, I did recently look up 
as I was putting together the show notes for this episode. And she does have a second version that was published in 2022 that apparently has even more goodness. But what I love about the hacking series is that they really lay out the how. So the teachers lay out how to implement things and what you can do in the long run when it comes to your classes, but then what could you do tomorrow? They have baby steps, but then they also have big things. And with in her book, it was really about changing assessment when we're still living in a traditional grades world. That book is really great for anyone doing standards-based grading, but especially if you are going to be blazing the standards-based grading path on your own, and yet you're still going to need to report an A, B, C, or D at the end of the day, because we still live in a world where that is what is accepted by higher education. And until that really changes, we kind of have to play both sides. So that is a great resource to start off with. I would highly, highly, highly recommend it because everything that I'm going to be talking about in here are things that I learned from that book and implemented from that book, but then also put my own spin on things a little bit. So as you're going through this Stearns-based grading journey, the first thing that you will need to do is you will need to determine your essential standards. And you've probably heard that before. It's kind of a buzzword, but it's really, you're taking all of the standards and you're figuring out what is actually needed because it doesn't really make sense that if your course does have 50 different standards, which I really hope it doesn't, but that's just too much to keep track of. And it's definitely a nightmare in the grade book. And even though you may have normally had 50 different assignments in your grade book, you're not having to track the progress within each standard. I would suggest whether you can combine some standards or figure out which ones are essential for the next step for your students. And I go into a lot more detail actually in episode one about determining your essential standards. So take a listen to that about how to find those essential standards if you don't yet already have them. Then the second thing that you need to do is you're going to need to create a rubric or rubrics for those standards. So I'm saying there's two different ways. One way would be to have one rubric that could apply to all of the different standards. So it would be more generic or you have a rubric for each standard. I would recommend the latter. And I know that with AI, you can make this really simple using some sort of tool like ChatGPT, or I've experimented with some other new AI tools, magicschool.ai and eduade.ai have been good ones that can help put together those rubrics for you. You would have to probably have some sort of prompt to let them know what does proficient look like and then ask it to brainstorm what the other levels of proficiency would look like. Because I think that's the hardest when you're coming up with a standards-based grading rubric, but you really want clear lines between what is proficient and what is below proficient and what is above proficient so that you and your students know clearly where they are on every single 
task or assessment or activity or whatever you do, they are able to know where they lie. And this leads into our next suggestion, which is having a way for students to track their own progress. So this is really important when it comes to standards-based grading. The biggest thing is, is that when you put the grades into the grade book, typically, in theory, the way that standards-based grading is supposed to work is that it should be the summative grade for the course rather than an ongoing grade. But our system works out and our parents work out that they would like to see the continual progress. This is where it gets a little bit difficult because you don't want to have a student automatically start off with below proficiency that parents are automatically just out of habit going to translate to an F. That is just what they're used to. So they will probably freak out. And it's not their fault. They don't know any different. But just knowing that they're going to see that, but it's so helpful to hopefully have a way to explain it to your parents that you're doing standards-based grading. Now, if your school is all going to standards-based grading, you're still going to struggle with this, but at least you will have others to help support you. But know that when you're going in flying solo, that that is one thing you're going to need to combat. And having your students track their progress so they know where they are all the time will really help out. And you could still translate that and put that into the grade book, but your students being able to explain where they are and the progress that they're making or certain standards that they need to work on to their parents are going to mitigate a bunch of issues that your parents might have when they don't really understand what standards-based grading is. What could this look like? Now at the elementary level, they do a fabulous job with this because they will take multiple assignments or assessments that all go with that one standard and students will just color in a bar chart. That's as simple as it needs to be. You could have a single sheet of paper or if you're using a notebook or even if you're doing it digitally, you could have all of your assignments, assessments, whatever, they all have a spot for them to draw a bar. And then you could have a horizontal line to show where they would have, where this would be low, this would be a met proficiency, this would be above proficiency, so that they can track where they are and they can compare that rubric to where they stand on that particular standard. So they can have a bird's eye view. So if you had five assignments or assessments or whatever, five tasks that would help you identify and help them identify whether or not they've met proficiency, they can see clearly on their bar chart where they started, where their assignment number two was, three, four, and five, and get an idea of how they are progressing or kind of what their average was so that there is a very clear of what level of proficiency they are on. It's also helpful for students to know, once again with that tracker, but what different assignments did you do throughout the term that would reflect certain standards? You can do this a couple of different ways because you could have your 
assignments color-coded for your different standards. So they realize, oh, if we're doing something on a blue piece of paper, that correlates with this standard. Or you could also just have it in their tracker that way. And I've also done it, if I'm doing it digitally, I've done it with a rubric on a spreadsheet and let them know here are the standards that we're covering and these are the correlating assignments that you will be doing throughout the term that will go back to those standards. The key to that idea is that everything that you do in your class should tie to a standard, which is something you should be doing anyways, but there are some key things that you may decide you don't really care about putting in there, but you could also align your bell ringers or any of those things to each of those standards so the students can track their progress. There is that issue of whether or not students would be motivated to do it if it's not quote on their grade, but they might if they feel like it is going to help them prove and show their growth. I think the biggest thing is, is that students do have that innate wanting to feel successful, but depending on their experiences prior to your class could make it so that they may not feel successful and having something like standards-based grading can be great for them, but it also could be very difficult to get into the swing of things. All right, I've got one more thing that I wanted to tell you and then kind of a warning. So this also leads into why I did student reporting grading. Because I was having students track everything, then I really there wasn't a need for me to be the overlord of the grade at the end of the term or the semester. Because I was having kids track everything they were doing, I could have some student conferences with them and have them determine what their grade was, whether that was an A, B, C, whatever, and then they backed it up. I feel like I deserved an A in this class because on these six standards, I met or exceeded proficiency. And I did that by these particular assignments. It was had some really good conversations. It also allowed my students to always know where they were. It gave them confidence in being able to self-assess and it freed me from having to do all of the grading because the students essentially were doing that. That's something else that you might want to think about down the road or I know that I got that original idea from that hacking assessment book and she goes into a lot of detail on how she set that up, but it was possible in my engineering class. Here is my final bit of advice and my warning that make sure that if you are translating into a letter grade that you do not use the standard like a 50 or 56% is an F and a 90 or a 92 is an A minus, don't use that grading scale because it does not work if you are doing a four point scale, which is the typical standards-based grading scale. It does not translate well because if a student is at a two, they are, they are nearing proficiency. So they're still below proficiency, but they're approaching proficiency. And that would be a 50%, which would automatically show them as an F, which then they shut down. So you do need to 
find there are some online or you talk to your math teachers because they got it all figured out when it comes to making sure you are using the correct grading scale so as to not shoot yourself in the foot before you even get started. Let's recap the ideas from this episode on what to do if you are going to be using standards-based grading in your classes next year. So the first is, I would highly recommend reading the book Hacking Assessment by Star Saxton, but then you will determine your essential standards, then create rubrics for each of those standards that you and your students can use, then have a way for your students to track their own progress, using those rubrics, then tie every single activity, everything you do back to one of those standards with a rubric that the students can track and consider student reported grading. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. If you want to know more about standards-based grading, if you feel like this would make another great episode where I dig a little bit deeper, or if you have specific questions about standards-based grading, reach out to me and I can see if I can make another episode to help you out. But also to help spread the word, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your IG stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.